0: Today, I'm chatting with Her Excellency Saray Chia, sweet-looking lady, runs Cambodia's Central Bank, leading Asia's first digital currency, Bakong, been to some of the most prestigious universities around the world, a single parent, an avid artist, and a passionate traveler. She's truly lived many, many lives in one. I am your host, Pauline. Welcome to TW Real Chats, where lives and insights are shared. Thank you so much for joining me today, Saray.
1: Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: Sorry, you're the Director General of Cambodia's National Bank. People in Asia typically assume women don't really lead. What would you say is your recipe for rising through the ranks into this leadership position?
1: Well, I mean, there's no substitute for blood and sweat. But it's very interesting that you ask me this question because my father is actually the governor of the central bank where I'm working. And uh, there was a, a news article in Singapore asked me about nepotism. And mm-hmm. uh, I rightly responded, well, I'm part of nepotism, right? <laughs> and, uh, if I am benefiting just because of this position, just because of my father, you wouldn't be here interviewing me um, about something so serious. At that time, it was about microfinancing, et cetera. Um, and so I said, sometimes in Asia, um, I mean, the Western sort of values tend to be very idealistic, right? Um, and I think it's depending on the context. It's not bad. It's it's ideal. Um, but depending on the context, uh, you want to make use of Cambodia is a post-war country, right? And so what you want to do is to make use of whatever available. And whether I'm uh, um, the daughter of my father or the daughter of the governor, um, if I can do the job, uh, then why not and i think because i am the daughter i am much more pressured to perform and to show that i actually deserve that role and and i am here where i am not because of my father but because'm I'm, I'm able to demonstrate you know my capability uh, to to the institutions to the country and to the world uh, what i'm I, I can do so i i think it, for me, it was it was very um it was a very interesting journey, definitely, but um it's a lot of hard work. And as I said, there's no substitute to blood and sweat. They have to work really hard uh to to be where you are, particularly if you're women and you're young. There's always a lot of prejudice behind um and 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 you know, if if all the more you're also the daughter of the head of the institution you work for. Um at it's becoming even worse
0: so it's it's hard for any woman i think to rise up to the, that position but being the daughter of the governor um at the central bank it just means life just got five times harder for you and and i can't imagine um that pressure that you went through um when you've got um eyes left right center i imagine sort of watching you mm-hmm. th- your every step but you've you've definitely demonstrated um i think in your career and and also in your Um, stunning uh, academic accomplishments, if I must say. You've been to some of the world's most prestigious universities, like I mentioned before. I mean, you've been to um, Wellington in New Zealand, you've been to Harvard, Oxford, University of Sydney, Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy, and most recently a PhD in the University of Adelaide. For some of us, it's it's hard enough to go make it into one of them to have gone through all of these. Which was your favorite experience?
1: Um, I was so before Wellington in New Zealand, I was actually in France. Um, And so I went to my middle school and high school in France. Um, I think one of the places that I uh, sort of have a very keen memory of was probably France uh, and then followed by New Zealand and understandably because it was a time when I was uh, I, I was single and uh, the only thing that I had to worry about was to pass my exam or at least wake up on time to attend the lectures. Uh, <laughs> that was the only thing. And later on, when I undertook the other, uh, my master degree and my PhD degree, it was when, so when I, I took my master degree, it was when I was mm-hmm. pregnant with my second son, and um, i was about eight months uh, pregnant and i had to sit through two hour and a half exam that was really difficult because the baby keep kicking Kicking. and that doesn't you know and and i i don't even want to count you know the times i spent to do my assignment uh uh, before that and and with the morning sickness and you know the baby moving around um Mm. but i i really wanted to show that you know things can be done and I think it's it's kind of um what we say it's it's kind of the word it's where you sort of uh, put pressure on yourself uh just for showing others that you can do it which actually you don't really have to (laughs) but at that time you know because I was I was my my father's daughter I think I wanted to show that I work harder than others. Um, and then when I did my PhD, really, I didn't have to, but um, I I went to a conference and uh, it was the Australian Award Conference and they're trying to recruit women to do higher degree. Um, and then I made a speech. And when I came off the stage, uh, a, a woman came to me and asked, um, you know, I, I want to do... Uh, this master degree but um, my parents doesn't want me my parents don't want me to move to Australia and my Mm -hmm. husband is not very supportive and I have a kid and so and so and it sounded so complicated and I was listening to her and I'm like wow how can she manage how and then I sort of wanted to prove that it can be done you know despite all this and purely out of curiosities and you know wanted to prove myself something uh, i embark on a phd degree um, and uh, it really i i had a scholarship so i, I was lucky and um, i thought i was going to give up because it's it was too difficult handling work mm. and and families etc but uh, i kept on and it's so rewarding, and I'm so grateful to my supervisor, to the university, um, for keeping up with me. And you know how I I I've, I was very lazy, so my supervisor keep reminding <laughs> me of time. So yeah, in the end, you know, it's it's about work, hard work, and commitment. Right.
0: Wow, what an incredible story. I think it sounds like, you know, you have a drive within you to to constantly achieve and, and to, um, I suppose, prove the impossible is possible. Almost. Yeah, I,
1: maybe I'm a bit, high, a bit hyper in that sense. <laughs> very very <laughs> determined lady, isn't it? I don't know, but yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm quite hyper Where I, I always try to find something to do, can't stay still.
0: Right, um, you you've mentioned you know you, you're doing all this partly also just to really quieten down those critics and and let them know that you are here because of who you are, being Sarai, not because you're the daughter of the governor or daughter of your father, right? Is that the biggest misconception that people seem to have about you, or are there is are, is there another bigger misconception that you think people oh. might have?
1: There's that. I think there's that. Mm-hmm. And and over time, people just, you know, they, they put it aside and they realize that, you know, I'm I'm not here because I'm the daughter of my father. But the fact that you're women, the fact that you're young and you're leading a team of male who mm. are probably older than you, mm. uh, is something else that I mean in our part of the world is is quite uh difficult to accept, right? So um and I, I just um I, I don't really take it very seriously. I mean, I can walk into a meeting room and um and 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 the guests uh, whom requested to meet me uh, don't haven't seen me before and mm-hmm. immediately stand up and go and greet my uh, staff and uh From thought that he, hmm. yeah, my male staff and thought that he you know is Sarah here. And uh, I mean, I I I could be upset and offended, but you know, I I I realize, you know, times but like this is actually funny. You have to, you know,
0: laugh it try off. Try
1: to laugh it off and and not take it too seriously. And and it's like actually helped a lot to uh, overcome some of these uh, misconceptions uh, because you can't take everything too seriously. Mm. Um, so yeah,
0: that's brilliant advice there. You mentioned that you're leading a team of males, I mean, men, right? And many times older than you are. I think um, for some of our listeners um, who are also pr- uh, women in their profession and leadership positions, and I think it's it's quite common where it's, it's, as you say, in our part of the world, it's not always easy to be managing, um, um, you know, men, right? As a woman in the workplace, what has helped? In terms of breaking through and just commanding that respect, I mean, not every one of us would be studying six different degrees to, to prove ourselves. So, but as a day to day function, is there a, an outlook or, or a, a style of management that you take?
1: Um, I think I, I'm very, um, I'm a good listener, right? I don't impose my views on others and and i try to get everyone to um express themselves have an opinion um, right. and then try right. to find a balance and make decision but when i make a decision and that we're going to do something i would follow it through to the end i don't leave it halfway and in a way uh it's kind of impressive of my uh, men colleagues um because it doesn't matter whether we're going to achieve it or not successful or not but we have to see it until the end right so i, I mm-hmm. if i start a project i want to know you know i don't want to leave it halfway i want to know if it can go through to the end or not it's a yes or a no you know, you don't and so that that is something that i think um they respect me for um mm-hmm and even though i i i I listen a lot but i'm quite decisive in the sense that usually they they think women are indecisive right we we can't women can't decide Mm. that's that i think that's one of the the sort of the criticism from uh men to women that we Mm. are as as a creature not very decisive and i think that that is something that Um, I, I am not, I, I try to be very decisive at work. Mm -hmm. Um, there are certain times when I'm undecisive, for instance, you know, where to eat, (laughs) okay. That's, that's when, you know, my real feminine self (laughs) come up, (laughs) um, but at work, um, I'm very decisive.
0: Right. Right. I, I think you, you, you've nailed it there when you said, you know, that balance, I think like yin and yang, right. That balance between, um, being a good listener and, and at the same time being decisive. Um, and, and that sort of would that, that, that sort of coins your, your leadership style. Guys, ladies, give us a thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. Um, I am Pauline and I'll see you again in the next Real Chats episode. Bye for now.